Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bag and Boardcast. It's episode number 205. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And five is the number where we start having to ask ourselves again, which one is this? <laughs> we were so good after 200. We're like, well, this is 201. Uh, yeah, because I, I was the one that was like, oh, it's 201. Dude, I don't do. know what the hell's going on most of the time. We can count again. And then, <laughs> nope, five. Well, I, know, five I knew it was 205 because yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure it was 205. Yeah. This is where our confidence becomes a little eroded, a little shaky. Yeah. But we're confident in bringing you three topics each week. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out March 12th. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we're doing a trading policy of Volume 1 of Queen and Country by Greg Rucka, art by I don't remember who. Steve Rolston. Steve Rolston. Steve Rolston. Rolston. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. And as we talk, we will be drinking, as always. Mm-hmm. And we've got a bunch of different beers. No real theme to today's. we just got a... It's a grab bag, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Um, and we are starting off with Matt's Burning Rosids from Stone Brewing. Uh, this is an Imperial Cherrywood Smoked Saison. Hmm. And that's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Uh, it's not my favorite. Um, I th- you get that the the smoke kind of right in the beginning, and it's I, I don't find it that pleasant. That smoke. I'm trying to get I'm trying, trying to get the smoke, and I'm not. See, for me, the smoke's more like at the back end, like after you swallow, it kind of has that linger on the back of your tongue because up front it's it, it's like the cherry sweetness, but mm-hmm. you still get the saison kind of spice, and then you get the smoke on the back. Yeah, I mean, you get like bitter on the back. I'm hardly getting any real smoke, which is really surprising when you're talking about stone. Because uh, normally if they're going to smoke something, they over-smoke and overdo everything. But this is a real subtle, real. it has a real sweetness to it. I would pair this like with a really light fruits or desserts, you know. Like just kind of like smack your lips like, like you get the smoke from it. Yeah. It's not overpowering, yeah, but... Yeah, it's not overpowering. It's a real light flavor. They smoked the malts over the cherry wood, mm-hmm. which is where you're getting that from. And I actually really like this. John, you said you weren't a fan. I'm not... I, there's just, I just... I get kind of like an earwaxy kind of sour blah. I get a little... My, I can, uh, yeah, get the on sour the back, on the back. Yeah, I get back. But not a, not a bitter. I get sour, not bitter, but... um. It's a warming beer, like just sitting here. Yeah, it's like ten percent, I think. Feeling pretty. Warm, I didn't even look at that. Though. Normally, I do. This time, I didn't. I really like it. Which is really yeah, ten point five percent. Is that high for a saison? I know chamays are usually like really high, and that's kind of a saison style. Um, chamay, well, because chamay usually the a, they make Belgians. Abby. Usually, their Aviales or mm-hmm. their quads, or you probably yeah. what are the, or even their triples are probably high. Um, saisons, I don't think are normally. You know, five to seven maybe yeah. for a normal saison. Sounds about right. I, don't know, I, I like this. It's there's a lot going on with it, but I appreciate you can, it. You can take the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, you can just pour that into, yeah. the, into this bad boy here. Well, John's really excited because we're coming. This is a saison to cleanse the palate, <clears throat> and then we have a bunch of stouts. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is and true. We're like, well, this is smoky. It's smoked. We can drink this. Right. It'll fit right in with our yeah. smoky stouts that we'll be drinking later on in the podcast. Yeah. Chris Chris brought a surprise favorite from last year. I know. I was so happy I found this again. And I said, I think we have one of these that we aged from last year. And it turns out we did. So we'll get to that probably after 
I'd probably go the uh, Asilian and then the Russian. We'll we'll, we'll figure well, out. Yeah, we'll figure. We'll, we'll pause yeah. a lot so, when we do these, so that'll be off. Surprise, off listeners! Mic. Keep listening to figure out which beers we're drinking and when. Yeah, that's that's the hook for this episode. Find out what we're going to drink and when. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's between the segments. Hey, and if you figure it all, write down all the names and times on a postcard. You have a yes, listing of all that stuff on a postcard. <laughs> Congratulations. I need, to, I need to pause this, run to the store, get a postcard, because it's not something people have just laying around the house. If you enter a lot of radio contests, you might, though. Yeah. And don't, don't put it on a post-it note. It has to be a postcard. <laughs> I would actually love to get postcards from all our listeners. That would be really cool. That would be fun. Um... When I was in Disney World would back in January, <laughs> I thought it would be like a lot of fun to send postcards out, but it's mm-hmm. like, by the time the postcard actually gets anywhere, I'll be home, so mm-hmm. what's the point? The other thing That's is, true. like, I'm in Florida. Had already knew that. Having a great time. <laughs> hey, it's my first day in Florida. I'll be back in two days. See Bye. you later. I wouldn't have time to get to a post office to mail it before I got back. They don't have a post office within the theme park There's, that mails maybe things? Not. They might be able to do it from the hotels. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 the hotels the you have to. I think it would be great to deliver, like, bad news on postcards, because, like, let's picture a beach. <laughs> Grandma died. On a beach? <laughs> sure, it cheered me up. Mom and Dad, hey. here's a picture of a beach. Because I'm horribly underwater with my mortgage. I'll have to be moving back in soon. Love your son. Oh, look. Oh, look. My husband sent me a postcard. Oh, he's impotent. But look at the look at the muscly man on the front cover. Why is there a baby on the front of it then? This is the closest we're going to get. Let's because talk. my mailman doesn't deliver. Oh. oh, come on! <laughs> I'm happy about that one. That was that was a good one. So news. That one I would write down on a postcard and send myself and be like, "Remember when you said this on this episode? Remember when you made both Chris and John go, oh? <laughs> but secretly, I knew they both enjoyed it. News, please. Uh, you know what yeah. made me go, ooh, Arkham Origins. Because, you know, it was okay. It's been okay. I haven't finished it yet. I still... I'm playing other games because I'm like, I just lost interest mm-hmm. in it. I, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't and get into it myself. I, I have it. I own it. And when it warms up down in the basement, I'll probably go back to it in the summer uh play it. But for right now, not that excited about it. But I'm very excited about the trailer that hit this week for Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is the next game in the Batman Arkham series, and this one by Rocksteady Studios, mm-hmm. who took off for the last game, which was done by uh, Warner Brothers in-house. Mm-hmm. I don't Warner Brothers Montreal Studio. Um, and we are going to be also getting Kevin Conroy back as Batman, because mm-hmm. he is Batman, and what we had before was the young Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is their wrap-up to the Arkham quadrilogy. Quadrility, but it's really the Arkham Cities. This is yeah. this is the mainline story. Which I like that they did kind of say like, no, this is the end of the Arkham mm-hmm. like series. Not saying like, oh, this is our final Batman game. So hopefully we'll be able to get more from them. Um, also, 
they I forget what they said. Like this one is going to be four times the size of the last map. Yeah, because and, it's running through all of actually Gotham City this time, not just a branch off of Arkham City for, or you know, our, it's not a branched off corner yeah. wall. Arkham City, a part of Gotham. It's full Gotham. Go ahead. And if it sounds like that's a lot of ground to cover, well, don't worry, because you'll be able to do that in style, because now you're going to be able to drive around in the Batmobile. Ooh, that'll be first, fun. First time in series history. Mm-hmm. Um, they've said like they've had to widen the streets a little bit, because you will be driving around, <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. I really hope so. Uh, the one, problem, one of the problems I had with uh, Arkham origins is that Gotham felt so barren. I know it's during one of the worst cold storms and it's a day before and it's Christmas like, yeah, it's and it's Christmas at night. Eve. So nobody's really out. But, you know, it, it made sense in Arkham City because mm-hmm. there were only the inmates there. But I feel like that felt more populated than Arkham Origins. Um, See, it, I'm not going to nitpick it's a next generation game, so it's yeah. you got a lot more RAM. It will be available only on Xbox One and PS4. It's not going to be out on the current gen systems. And PC, probably PC, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know the systems can probably handle just like random crowds mm-hmm. of people, but also just from a storytelling standpoint, they've been blessed to be like, no, this is Arkham, mm-hmm. like Arkham City, like it's a walled off portion of the city. It's Gotham at night mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve in the worst snowstorm ever. Like they've had that where you don't need to have people on the street because of this. So I'm I've never really like dwelled on that too much. <laughs> like I don't need people out and about on the streets because that would just ruin it for me. Because then it's like everyone's going to see Batman. Yeah. Okay. And I, then, like I, I appreciate like they're still kind of keeping him as like that myth almost. Do you have anything more? No, I mean it just it, it's like like Chris was saying, but it's not like your Spider-Man game where Spider-Man mm-hmm. is swinging through the city yeah, like. and then hopping down to save that random pedestrian. This is the guy that comes out of the shadows behind that random pedestrian to save him at night. You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't really get Batman too much in the city unless it's because uh, the mm-hmm. Joker's holding the town hall City Hall uh, hostage, you know? That's when he's out in the day. That's true. Uh, talking about villains, you know, you bring up the Joker. Uh, it's definitely confirmed. You know, all the hints that we had about, even from Arkham Asylum, where you see uh, Scarecrow reach out and grab the Titan canister, or thing called Titan, uh, at the very end, the Stinger, and then you, in Arkham City, you get the little clue that He's working on something, like with the numbers. You remember with the radio yeah, thing, like with the, the different numbers, and he decoded it. It's like it's Scarecrow's working on something big. Well, this is his plan that's been hinted at. That's the groundwork's been laid ever since. This is him uh, bringing other villains: the Penguin, Harley Quinn, uh, Two Face, Two Face, Killer Croc, and Mister Freeze. Right? Because yeah. he's the best villain, <laughs> dude. Honestly, Arkham City. That was the coolest, like boss fight, like in the of the series so far. I think that one was really cool. With like the, in the like mm-hmm. the laboratory there mm-hmm. in yeah. the Gotham in the uh, police department, and you have to take them down in all the different all ways. the different ways. And if you play it on difficult, 
if you play it on the most difficult setting, like you actually have to take them down like seven different times. So it's Ooh. like you actually have to look through, and there's only nine ways to take them down. Honestly, like, oh, which ways do I have to take it down? I don't know if you've gotten here yet, Paul. Um, John, I think you stopped playing well before this, but the Bane fight in yeah, Arkham Origins was actually like, really good too. Not the first one where it's no, that's uh, no, Killer it's Croc was the first one, like, the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was no, the Bane one's like you're in like a prison. Okay, like, no, I haven't gotten there. Okay, yeah, that like cell block almost that was really mm-hmm. cool. I like it. I don't know I I'm looking forward to this. And, like, John and I talked about this a little bit the other day after the trailer came out. This isn't a game that's going to make me run out and buy a system, like, Mm -hmm. to get it on launch day. But this is one of those games that makes me be like, oh, man, I need to really start thinking about it. It goes on your scale. Yeah. And once the scale tips of having too many awesome games that you're not playing, that's when you need to go, yeah. It's not necessarily a console seller, but it definitely puts it in the column. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Titanfall, you know. T- Titanfall looks really good. It's it was an open beta for all Xbox Ones and PC players uh, for this not this weekend but the past weekend uh, will be launched with for free if you can buy it bundled with an Xbox One and Force of Five just got announced that they're going to be bundling that up with Xbox oh. One also to try to boost sales because PlayStation One or PlayStation 4, sorry, not PlayStation 1, has won this console generation already. They're over 6 million sold because they finally opened up in Japan. Hey, congrats. Yay! Finally buying in Japan. Like, I'm I'm still more leaning towards the PS4 Mm -hmm. because that's what Kingdom Hearts is going to be available on whenever that comes out, but Titanfall does look really cool. But that's, like, the only Xbox exclusive exclusive that I want. Like, Killer Instinct might be fun, but... There's going to be plenty of other fighting games yeah. for me to play. And it's a free-to-play Killer Instinct, where you have to buy each you character. You can buy like, the extra characters on mm-hmm. the road, right? Yeah, you get one free character, and then you can buy the extra ones you mm. know, individually, or you can buy packs of characters. Sounds annoying. Yep. But then I'm again, to, like when I play fighting games, like there might be only really three that I really get into to play. Yeah, there's like a couple characters in each game that I gravitate towards, and mm-hmm. I just use them. Like I might play through as other people just to like see what their combos look like. Yeah, but like then that. again, like when I have p- people over and we're playing a fighting game, I don't want to be that guy that plays Kalik only and then like, kicks her ass <laughs> and something. Yeah. Uh, well, I like I playing random. Whenever we, o- yeah, whenever yeah. we do fighting games together, we always kind of like just randomize. Yeah, it. yeah, because. So, I, with Killer Instinct, you, you would have to buy the whole, all the packs, which would be more expensive than buying, like, a regular retail version of a game. See, that seems dumb. Yeah, yeah. Like, it should be, if you want to get all the characters, like, you pay the retail cost of the game, and you get, like, extra modes, mm-hmm. like, levels, whatever, but uh, I don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. That's but what that's, that's kind of, I guess, where we're going to be going, because, I mean, we have the thing with... Uh, irrational games laying off a bunch of people and then Square just announced that they're going to be letting go of I think like they're cutting 27 people out from well, their I can't remember what studio it is but it's the one that just did the Thief game yeah yeah, it didn't hit as big as they did they did the same thing after uh, Tomb Raider because it didn't hit the numbers they thought it should and that's 
companies just can't keep sinking millions and 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 millions of dollars into. Okay, I thought he was on an audio loop. No, I was afraid. Into development of games and then be like, oh, it didn't do what we expected. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and you get just. The margin, anonymous, I know, the margin not, of error is very small. For but here's the thing, like, Tomb Raider, we've all played it. We mm-hmm. all loved it. Yeah. And but it didn't make a billion dollars, and it needs to make... Not every really. game can do a billion dollars, and I think they need to realize that, hey, let's not sink all that into development costs, because Tomb Raider was awesome. Mm-hmm. Did any of us do any of the multiplayer stuff for it? No. How much do you think they spent to do multiplayer? Yeah, but it's the one. It's the one thing they have to put on the back of the box so people don't just buy it used or don't trade it in as soon. Because if it's <clears throat> going to be an eight-hour to twelve-hour experience, you're going to have the person that buys it new on mm-hmm. launch day and then trades it on in three days later because they beat it. You know, multiplayer is there to try to keep that but Paul, person on. I I on am the that hook. I am that person. Like yeah. I got that game on launch day. Mm-hmm. I played through it. You then, didn't I, care. then I was done with it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about multiplayer because it's so tacked on. Like it, yeah, you know. a lot of games it is. And but you know the thing that they should be selling is DLCs. Hold on to this game because there's going to be some fun DLCs coming yeah. out. If they spent their money on a instead of having a Tomb Raider multiplayer thing and use that money on DLCs, people would hold on to those games longer. Well, All the DLC complain. they put out for Tomb Raider was multiplayer. It was like, hey, yeah. here's a new map, and you get to get these characters in it now. Like, I love um, Batman Arkham Origin. Like, I mm-hmm. played through it. It has multiplayer in it. I haven't played the multiplayer because that's just not the kind of gamer I am. I'm fine with spending the $60 on a game that I can play through and enjoy like Tomb Raider was awesome. Mm-hmm. Bioshock Infinite, awesome. I don't care about multiplayer. You don't don't spend that like extra money for something that I'm not going to play and people aren't going to play because if someone's buying that game to do the multiplayer, it's going to be a sad state for them when they go on. And there's like. 12 other people playing it. It's not because it's not it's not Battlefield. It's not Battlefield. It's not those those it's Call m- of Duty. Call of Duties. It's not those games. You know, yeah, but that's where the money is. The ones that make but, billions of dollars are those multiplayer games. But here's games, the thing, they the, get the hook. Those games like the Battlefields, the mm-hmm. Call of Duties, people are buying those for the multiplayer, multiplayer mm-hmm. and they have to have the campaign in there just because they have a campaign in it. Like, uh, well, well, let's see with Titanfall, because no campaign, just yeah. multiplayer. And they're not going to release it in South Africa because they can't. Their network there does can't support really? like actually playing uh, Titanfall. Like they say, it it's just too unstable, so they're not going to release it in South Africa. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how the games market goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't realize Killer Instinct was all like, no, buy the characters you want. Yep. But hey, you know what? If that works for them, okay, cool. Like we might have something that Mortal works. Kombat. Just buy Jax. Get Jax for free. Hey, hey you know what? Oh, if Mortal Kombat started you off with Jax as the only character, <laughs> I probably wouldn't play. It would have to be Sub Zero. <laughs> Luke Kang. Oh yeah, Luke Kang would probably be the one. You're would right. it be like a Pokemon Red or Blue, where you get to pick either Scorpion or Sub Zero? 
possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a comic book that I will be picking up once it starts coming out was just teased at, not officially announced, uh, from over at Marvel. Hmm. Um, When we were talking about... Here's my wallet. (laughs) Don't forget it. (laughs) I won't. I won't lose it either. Uh, When we were talking about Disney Kingdom's Secrets of the Weird... Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying the series so far from the two issues that we've got. Yeah. And I want to know, what are they going to do next? Like, where's Marvel going to go with Disney? And at South by Southwest, we got the teaser. It's, it happens at South by yeah. Southwest now. It's so weird. <laughs> that, 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 that's the weird thing. Is this during their music festival, their uh, movie festival, or their technology I think thing? it was like more during the movie stuff because they had a whole bunch of, like, um, like Marvel Studios panels and things there, like Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Captain America, Winter Soldier had uh, an event. But Marvel was doing like the one-page teasers where it's just a word, and you're supposed to be like, oh, I'm going to guess it's this comic book, like for... Oh, yeah, they did it for Hunger, and that was Galactus. Yeah, it was like the Galactus, uh, like the Cataclysm thing. And then they have, like, the creator's names underneath Mm -hmm. it. Um, And they did the same thing for Inhumanity, but I I forget the word. They did the New Warriors. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like, they were the teases that get people talking, like, oh, what do you think it's going to be? And they put one up that was just the word Spark in purple, and then it said, like, Disney Kingdoms underneath it. And Paul... With what you know about Disney World from your trip there with me purple two years ago. Spark. Purple spark. And it has to be a kingdom? It's it's not or a kingdom, a ride? it's just Disney. Disney. A purple spark. Is it Lilo or and Stitch? No. Because he's kinda He's blue. Blue. Oh, Paul's colorblind. <laughs> I asked the wrong purple. person. Sure he's not purple. No, he's blue. Okay. Uh I don't know. What, 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 who, spark of okay. imagination. Uh, it's the genie from Aladdin. No, but he's purple, right? I don't know if you're joking now. <laughs> Is he joking? I don't know. <laughs> Paul, you were you were actually like right there. I thought you had it. Go ahead. No, no like no. what did you say? I said it's a spark of imagination. Yes. So figment. Yes. <laughs> that dinosaur? He's purple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Figment the dragon from Epcot's Journey into Imagination is a Wait, wait, wait. You're telling dragon. me that Figment is purple, but Stitch isn't? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Google imaging One's this, One's two guys. tones blue and one is, like, purple with orange horns. It wears like a yellow t-shirt that says Figment yeah. on it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The t-shirt's yellow? Figment <laughs> um, was a character created just for the um, Imagination Pavilion over at Epcot when the attraction opened up. And What color? That looks more darker and more purple than that. That's that like is... a light lilac. Yes, but that's blue. Lilac, blue. Lilacs are purple. Lilac purple. All blue. That's all blue. It's two different color blues. Actually, three different color blues. All right. Fine. Just, I... What color is your microphone? Blue. (laughs) Because that's what it said on the package when I opened it up. What color is this pen? 
blue because they don't make... That's purple! It is purple! They don't make purple pens? What are you talking about? You guys are crazy. Not the ink! (laughs) You guys are nuts! Yes. (laughs) They do have purple ink! Why would they have purple ink? Nobody would use purple People ink. Use nobody's, purple going to, uh, nobody's going to take you seriously. If you're a teenage girl, you're not. Exactly. Nobody's Points. going to take you seriously using purple ink. What, are, what kind of documents do you sign in purple ink? You write in your, your diary. Care, your Care Bear registration. Disney. <laughs> your American <laughs> Doll registration. Disney. Disney fans are crazy. You search Lilo or Stitch versus Figment, and boom. Google Images pops up the vinylmation for Stitch and just like right next too. to kind of cool. nice. uh, next to uh, Figment, and it's like oh, back right there, side by side comparison. There you go. Both. <laughs> one is extremely light purple. The other one's a dark blue. It's fine. They're both blue to me. I don't <laughs> care. You know, or purple or whatever. They're... I think you're the only one that's blue, Paul. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Colors. Well, Figment was a character created just for this ride who hasn't appeared in anything else and actually was taken out of the ride in the uh, early 2000s, much to the chagrin of the people over at Disney Merchandising because people buy millions of dollars worth of Figment merchandise every year, which prompted them putting him back into the ride, which is the current incarnation that Paul and I saw when we went to Disney World back in 2012. So we're probably going to be getting a little bit more figment, like some actual storytelling stuff within, maybe an origin, maybe mm-hmm. more more wacky adventures, because that's what he does. I think we need to go on assignment and try to figure out more uh, there, on site, on location at Disney World. Well, I'm all for that. And if we can't wait until then, this book will be out, and I believe June. Oh. We'll be seeing the first issue of this. I have no interest in Figment. Really? Yeah. I, too, I'd be interested to see where they go with it, but... Well, it's being written by uh, Jim Zub, who is most known for creating the Skull Kickers book over at Image, okay. and he's currently writing the Samurai Jack book over at oh. IDW. Hmm. And also a famous line in uh, the lyrics of the Ewok clan. Zub, zub. Uh, do we have anything else? <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, I think it might be time to open up this next beer. Yep, when Paul starts singing Ewok songs, it's time to open up another beer. Uh, and let's go uh, right into the beer. This is another one brought to us by Chris. Ayo! That's Steve from Borderlands. <laughs> it is! <laughs> Um, That's all he can say. Hello. He also has uh, a, a, a cameos and Poker Night at the inventory. Really? Yeah. Number two. Poker Night 2. Well, yeah. our our next beer is from Elijian. Um This is the Split Shot, the Espresso Milk Stout. Uh, 5.6% alcohol by volume. Um, it is an ale brewed with coffee. Split Shot combines the local towns of Elijah Brewing and Stumptown Coffee in a deliciously smooth, very northwest beer. Mm. Um, how much did you pay for the six pack? Uh, Was I, it less I don't know. than eighteen ninety nine? I'm trying. I, I honestly, I'm not sure because probably around what eight eight ninety nine, somewhere in it was there. Probably somewhere around there because I I bought the four pack of the Otter Creek. The Matt's Burning Roses and this, and my total's like around forty bucks. 
and this alone was like, like 12. 12 so mm-hmm. um because i bought a 499 bomber of the split shot and i thought it was good and i got a lot of sweetness off of it but i didn't get the coffee and this has that coffee like I think it's it's worth getting the six pack versus that bomber because mm-hmm. that bomber maybe it was just like an off <clears> bottle <throat> like maybe it had been sitting there or, it could have been because I was really looking forward to it because I enjoy the label like it the label mm-hmm. makes you think that it's gonna be like a nice coffee you're gonna get yeah, something yeah, <laughs> that's coffee and you got Espresso, sweetness to it know, because like a yeah latte. And you get that coffee, you get that sweetness from the milk stout. Like, this is a really well-rounded beer. This is so and super smooth. Dude. This it is what Drew really... Carey was talking about when he was making mm-hmm. Buzz Beer. Mm. Except the Buzz Beer was like a regular-looking lager-style yeah, beer. I don't know. understand what <clears throat> um, But I need to recheck into this beer because I just gave it the same one that I... The, the same... Score score that I did before without tasting it because I was like, what? How different could it be what did from you give Bomber? It just out of curiosity. Three. Okay. I gave it a three, but I would give this a three point five. I, would I think give this it, a four. Yeah, Remember I gave this a four the Black and Brew that we loved? Yeah, yeah. And we Sam wish, Adams wish had been available outside of that twelve pack that you had to spend twenty bucks on and only get two bottles of. This is worth it. Yeah, this yeah. is there. This I, this it might not be as that had like a sweetness to it also and that might have been just a little bit richer and fuller than this but um this this is like every sip it's delicious and it's exactly it's i mean it's like taking it's like taking your your coffee and like just pouring like hershey syrup in it Mm -hmm. it's got it's a milk stout so it's that real you got that nice sweetness it's real smooth i yeah you know it somewhere between a, a three and a half and a four is definitely where this beer belongs this is this is, this is great because this is a great start to a lot of really good beers down the rest of the podcast. Like this, I had two of them the other night. Like I said, before we came back off mic, because it's just it's drinkable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad we all have just it's a, a milk stout, so it's only like what four percent, five point six. Whoa, that's heavy for a milk stout. Um, well, it's, we know it's good too. Is be like you, like six o'clock at night, you'll go and pour pour yourself a cup of coffee. <laughs> Eight o'clock at night, you'll have another coffee, and then the next day you're like, oh, I couldn't get to sleep last night, and then you're like, well, you had all that coffee. Hey, you could have this and get that coffee flavor. I would gladly drink this at any time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I, to alcohol. I have uh, one more bottle at home, and I'm out of coffee, so tomorrow morning. I can't come into work tomorrow. tomorrow. Why is that? Uh, I mixed up my beer with my coffee. <laughs> Who hasn't had a shot before going into work at <laughs> least once? Yeah. I, I know I have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> we, we drank a barley wine before we had to go to work one time. Um, There was the morning we got together and we watched, like, the uh, yeah. West Ham game. Yeah. We had to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> happens. We wake up, have a beer. Morning beer, never bad. Never bad idea. When we did we our guy, what, with it. when we did the Guy Fox day, yeah. and I showed up and I started drinking, and my girlfriend was like, you're drinking? I'm like... It's a holiday! Like, yeah! <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, St. Patty's uh, Day's on a Monday this year. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Uh, 
Christmas two years ago, we were, we got to my sister's house before my sister had gotten there. My dad had just arrived. That's right. And uh, he was super excited, then pulls out all these, like, mini bottles of alcohol. <laughs> it's like when you go to the yeah. liquor store, they have them, like, in, like, mm-hmm. the dollar baskets next yeah. to the register. <laughs> so he's like, pick one, pick one, pick one. So we all picked one. And then he starts opening it. He's like, well, come on. So we all had to open them and do these shots with them. And then we, it's like eleven o'clock in yeah. the morning. <laughs> they're like so they're like a dollar. They're usually like a buck, maybe a buck twenty five. Buck twenty five. And I've always thought that'd be a great way to gift tag Christmas presents using those. But a dollar, dollar twenty five on a tag for a Christmas present is a little extreme. It's better than spend like three bucks for a card, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I never spend three bucks on a card. I hate giving cards. I, I hate getting cards. cards. Such a waste. Yeah. I have all my cards that I've ever got from Kate saved. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, when I'm when I'm old and alone, like, what's his name in Up? Walter? Yeah. That, that's what I'm, that's that's my Walter moment is going to be reading through this. Oh, God, well, what you should is do is lay him out and then do that, you know, burner body with the cards. <laughs> like horrible. a Viking. <laughs> We're going to die. Get like a postcard. No, we're getting a postcard. No, Sorry, your, your wife's dead. Like, oh, I gotta go get these cards out of the attic now. No burial for us. We'll burn like the kings of old. Burner at sea. Anyways, guys, on to happier topics. Happier topics. Hey. Comic books uh, coming out this week. Like uh, March twelfth. Yes. Wow. Chris, what book are you looking forward to? Because it's the same as me. I am looking forward to Hawkeye number 18 from over at Marvel Comics. I thought it was 17. No. 18. 17. No. Pretty sure it's 17. 17, 17. Is not coming out. No, it's 17. Yeah. It's part four of Rio Bravo. 16, yes. 16 came out before 15. 15 came out, just yes. came out. Yes, and 17 is not coming out. March. I'm looking at the Marvel website right this second. Yes. March. That's what Marvel website says. March 12th. Look at comic Hawkeye book resources number. and their previews for comic books coming up this week. Okay. Oh. Well, either way, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Hawkeye book because <laughs> <laughs> it's number 18. Uh, Hawkeye has been all over the place lately. Um, seems to be a little bit of a problem with the artwork from David Aja. Because 17 was supposed to come out this week, but we are getting 18 instead, which is the holiday special. Back in uh, Hawkeye number 6, Clint Barton let uh, some of his neighbors watch cartoons over at his apartment. And Chris, you are right. I'm looking at the thing. and, and I love that Pizza Dog is always saluting. Pizza, in the pizza Dog's there. Um, but we're actually going to get to watch the cartoon that Clint's neighbors watched. Winter Friends. It's called Winter Friends. Um, Not the issue we were supposed to get, but it's kind of fun just how this is the issue that we're getting. Like, after, like, Clint and his brother have been (laughs) shot and are bleeding out on a kitchen floor. Like, we're going to watch, like, we're going to watch a cartoon um, written by Matt Fraction, uh, art by Chris L. Epiolis. Epiolis. It's like a, Epiolis. It's a Greek name, so it's, it's hard. He does Epiolis. Very, he, Kelvin and Hobbes style. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. and then uh, we'll, A lot of fun or a lot of me putting my head on the microphone? Menorable? 
Nine lives, nine candles. The shame. The sham. It's it looks like a fun issue that has nothing to do with anything. But it's Hawkeye, so I'm all right with that. Yeah. We had a whole issue of a dog walking around an apartment building. One of the best. It's a great, it's great issue. You know, it's one of the best issues of the year. Like I, I loved every bit of it. I had the pizza dog. What like is the Paul, Paul's putting his head down in his hands. What did you see? Rama in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> this Hindu deity is down with. Dolly, Dolly, and is also a llama. Y'all dog. Proud pooch of power representing the Persian holiday Yalda. Centilope. Awesome. Ho, 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 boy. Make way for this Yuletide Titan. Samantha Han, the pagan princess. Just like the scary girl always reading alone. In the library. Kwanzaa Gator. Champion chomper of the all of the fruits of the harvest. And memorable. They're the, the winter, winter friends. friends. Oh. Coming at you for fan- Marvel Comics. Kara Hawkeye. <clears throat> Paul, are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm. Take another sip of beer and then tell us what you're looking forward to. Oh, I can tell you. It's X Factor number four. Oh, X Factor number four. All new X Factor number this four. This is where it's getting good, Written right? By Peter David, art by some guy that's just in it for the paycheck. <laughs> no, no, no. Get on this X Factor book. It's going to last. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't be right into Paul McGowan's bank account. It's great. <laughs> That's where all my money went. I thought it was because of Target, like the Target hacking. No, it was no. the Peter David X-Factor hacking. Uh, no, it's uh, Batman number 29. This is coming back into the year one after the jump forward that we got from last issue 28, which was a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. This uh, wraps up the Dark City chapter of year zero, and then we get to finally see what's going on with uh, Batman and the fish- <laughs> Fisherman Batman. That we got to see in the very first issue of uh, Year Zero. Yeah, and Eternal starts next month. Yeah, so strap in. It's this. This is it. Like from here on out, it's just gonna. Every issue is gonna be with Year Zero. It's not gonna have any more these like tie-ins with Forever Evil. No more jump forwards. It's if you're, you felt a little put off by those two kind of issues, then don't worry. It's done now. You can just. Read your comic books in peace again. Thank you. I don't. I I didn't mind the. I didn't ex- Batman Eternal one. That was fun. I didn't pick up the Forever Evil. You know, tie in one because I didn't care. Was there a Forever Evil? It was the Villains Month of last October. Oh, way back when. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, way back when. That's how long this Year Zero has been going on. It, yeah, it has been going on for a while. It's it's going over yeah, I didn't here pick now. Those up either. Wow, yeah. that's nuts going on in a year. So there you go. There we go. Well, I'm gonna go. These are on. double packed though, man. They're These big are, books and they're they're delivering. They're five bucks, but at least you get a lot of story. Here's the thing: it's five bucks, and then Wednesday, John and I were both off, and we were talking about our comics that we bought for the day. I would rather pay five bucks for an issue of Batman than four bucks for Moon Knight number one. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's because 
I'm I'm getting more from Batman, not just a really good story, but a page count. I'm I'm getting more of it. Yeah, uh, and it 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 makes it hard to jump in on a new number one, especially when, like, on the Marvel website, it says like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, but then underneath it, it says like twenty four. Like, yeah. yeah, it's number one of a new storyline, but it's still yeah not a, a start. And um, but like I grabbed Magneto number one. A lot of it was the premise of the book and the writer, who's someone who I really enjoy. With Warren Ellis uh, being someone like the reason you picked the book, when you actually sat down to look at the book, you're like, ah, the art just doesn't, yeah. it's not bringing it for me. So I mean, it's it's kind of it, it's kind of hard to make that decision, especially when it's three ninety nine. Yeah. Well, Batman is four ninety nine. But but Batman's yeah. a great read and it looks great. And you you've had yeah. you've had two years of a solid book with a solid writer and solid artist that you know that when you're paying that little bit more, you're getting more for it. You really are. You are. You are. And it's something that like I hadn't read it. We hadn't. I hadn't read it in a while. And I grabbed the back issues of Batman because it was one of those ones that I wasn't, I wasn't getting for when we kind of dropped out of buying our print and then going to digital. And I was like, "Why the heck have I been waiting to read these? Like it's stupid. I'm an idiot." Uh, because it is. It's just the artwork, the storytelling, everything just delivers on that. It is really good. It's something that you don't mind paying that. You don't mind paying that price. Three ninety nine. Continuing on, you know, this will be something for our monthly look back. But three ninety nine for that Magneto book. I don't feel I'm. It's delivering. It's not delivering for me for that price. But the thing is, we always discount number ones. So we're like, oh well, there's a lot of setup. There's a lot of this that you got to just get through. A lot of exposition. Just letting you know. So I always feel bad judging just a number one. But sometimes, like, if it's really bad, you it, know, if it doesn't hook me, then I'm like, okay, well. It, it's a number are, one because that's supposed to sell you on the book. Yeah. Like, especially from, like, what Marvel does now, where <laughs> every story. Wolverine and the X-Men was a fantastic book. They gave us 42 issues of it. Now they're giving us a new number one. Because mm-hmm. nobody cares if it hits 600. Yeah, like, if they had just come out with number 43, it wouldn't have been a thing. But it's like, no, we're... We're done. A month later, here's number one. Like, yeah. no, it's until people get sick of that, and then they'll go back to the numbering. But honestly, like, let's think back of when DC was doing all their huge numbers: seven hundred uh, action comics, what nine hundred or eight hundred? You know, uh, Batman seven hundred. Yeah, action comics was nine hundred. Uh, Wonder Woman was six hundred. Six hundred, yeah, and like those didn't sell as much as a num- new number one. They didn't, you know, but. Here's the thing, DC treated them like, no, here's issue number 600 of Wonder Woman. And it it's going to be anthology. seven bucks, but it's like 80 pages, mm-hmm. and you're getting like five stories in there and a bunch of pinups. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did the same thing with Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm. And they were treated with respect because it's like, no, look, look how insane this book is. <laughs> We've published 600 issues of this. Here's 700, here's 800. Like, Mm-hmm. Just, just enjoy it. Yeah, 
like we enjoy dramatic readings. Ooh, I forgot about dramatic I, reading. I make it a point to I, always try to remember. I, yeah, I was just scoping out and being like, okay, I think Paul read last, so he's got to pick for oh, somebody. Oh, I got to poke? Okay. You got to go. poke. And now, dramatic reading from New Avengers, number five, page three, panel one. I feel bad that it's always Paul's books, because <laughs> it's only the same kind of books. And John's doing the reading. I'm just filling up that air. <laughs> I do want your help. I have no ego about these things, and I have no trouble asking. My concern is that there's a price. That was Mr. Fantastic's yeah, voice. Yeah, it's nerdy. You see the book? Sorry. Yeah, there's no way to know that that isn't Sue Richards that's locked up. But it's the this new character like called the Black Swan. It's very confusing. She's like the Harbinger mm-hmm. from DC. Pretty much. That's yeah, it looks what like I, Sue Richards. That's where I lost the thread on the whole uh, Infinity thing. Is all these other characters that were introduced during the New Avengers run? The but Avengers they would have been Avengers. explained because it's Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, they are all kind of explained, and it just was a lot. It's a lot to keep track of between Avengers and New Avengers, and that's where I lost it. I was going to do I my... I said this book has Terax in it, though. That's cool. It was a good book. I really liked I it. Re- I did not read any of these. I read the first, like, five or six from Paul. New Avengers dealt with the Illuminati, and then Avengers dealt with the rest of the team, but they were all introducing the, all these new characters, like... Uh, Oh, I can't even. I don't even know what they call. Last them. time I read New Avengers, they were in the Savage Land. It was written by Bendis, <laughs> and it was because of Secret Warriors. Yeah, I think it was Secret drawn Invasion. by David Finch. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, Secret Invasion. Yeah. These were really good. Like I, I, I was really into them, and then Paul stopped buying them, and I was gonna buy them. <laughs> I, I've never bought any of Hickman's stuff, but all of the stuff that Paul has bought that we've read for, you know, a look back. Or whatever. Or this or that. I've always been like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is Paul doesn't buy more. And then he works he works with the right people. Like the yeah. artists, he always has he, good artists on his oh. books. It's Man, I, it is a meal of a comic book. I, I like his books. I like things that are good and are treated like meals. Much like Could it be Otter Creek Brewing's Russian Imperial Stout? Could it be? We've had this once before on the show. It was Hello. Like about a year ago. It it would have been about a year ago because it's a seasonal beer and it just just came out again. It's. I I have no words. We had this before. It was thoroughly enjoyed. Otter Creek Brewing Company's Russian Imperial Stout, ten percent alcohol. It's heavenly. I would. It's the thing that made us go. Otter Otter Creek does good stuff. Yeah. Um, cause they, uh, I, we talked about this last year, they had gotten a new brewmaster and this is one of the first beers that he's brought to us and it is, it really is good. And we were, we were drinking this before we came back cause we took a bit of a break and it was that moment Watch. of taking that sip going, what is that? What is that taste? And then it's like, is it caramel? caramel? And then it's like. Smells like brown sugar. Like no, it's brown sugar. Brown sugar is the taste in it. It's a burnt brown sugar. It's if if you guys love like the uh, Southern Tears creme brulee, it's that. But, say, but it's 
if you didn't want it as sweet. Yeah. If you wanted just a rich, that rich flavor, but without the sweetness to make it a dessert beer, then come here, come on over to Russian Imperial Stout by OBC. If if you if some way they had an, a reason like okay, you could only smell one smell the rest of your life, it might be this beer. Because it, it smells, it smells really so good. good. What's the word for it? It's something nas and nausea, nausea, nausea. I don't know. I'm trying to think I don't know remember what word back to the uh, episode of Scrubs when they're dealing with the loss of smell. Oh, because JD yeah. prescribed a medication for a guy, and it caused him to lose his sense of smell because he didn't know he was allergic. Mm. But we have uh, we have last year's with us here too so we're gonna we're gonna crack that open in just a second and the thing about this beer is i saw it on the shelf and i was like oh my god they have it i need to get this and i grabbed it right away and then after i brought it home i started thinking like was it really that good or am i just looking back with Mm. those russian imperial like tinted glasses. Like, <laughs> Did Putin it, call me up and tell me that yeah. it was that good? What, was this just like <laughs> threatening to invade part of my house and take it? Was I remembering it so fondly <laughs> that it, I built it up in my mind and it wasn't that good? I was actually afraid going into the first sip of it, and then I had it and I was like, oh yeah. Otter Creek missed the boat because they should have had this out like three weeks ago when the Olympics started in Russia. Because well, they went really with that, you know. They, who knows? They, they enjoy with them. comrades. Well, yeah, but no, I think I, I haven't. We would have seen it. We would have seen it. Because I went just a couple weeks ago, like two. Did you go ago? before the Olympics started? Yeah, the Olympics okay. had started. I'm looking why it's a limited edition. Because they only <laughs> put it. So out. it's seasonal. Yeah, it's not limited. I don't know. Since it said limited, like when we had this last year, I thought it was just like a one-time release yeah, thing. Yeah, one and done. Since it doesn't say seasonal, I don't know if it's something that they will continue to do. I hope so. I, I really hope so. Do. This is the this is a definite beer from Otter Creek that I see it. I will automatically pick up. And if this I did, <laughs> if this if the aged beer is good, as I said in our break, like I would buy the four pack and leave one beer for the seller. It's just, it's so smooth. Like you were saying before, it goes down way too easy for a 10% beer. Way too easy for a 10% beer. It's so smooth. There's a richness. There's a nice little smokiness. Paul's got us on this, so we got to finish mm-hmm. so we can okay. get to the aged one. I only took a half. You guys, you know. Well, uh, and it's down. They drank it. Oh. Uh, it's just delectable. It is. It's, it's so smooth, and it's, the alcohol does not. No. Like kill your palate, you get all the flavor. Every but you still get a little bit of that, like that alcohol burn on. Just to let you know that, yeah, you're dealing with an. Imperial I get a warmth here. like after I drink it and sit for a while, but not a not the dragon breath, not no. the not the harshness. Um, it's there as a reminder. Yeah, Outer Creek, man. They, there's three great beers from Outer the, Creek right now. John, you said like they had a new brewmaster. He signed his name on this. It's Mike Gerhardt. Like you can see his signature oh. on the bottle. I'm glad he can uh, read that. He's yeah, gonna... he done good. He done good. Good job, Mike. Uh, seriously, thank you, sir. Uh, and John is pouring the one-year-aged version now. We have one bottle left. Yep. And, uh... Um, man, go from beer review right into beer <laughs> yeah. review. I'm, I'm not prepared for this. I'm talking so you guys 
can sniff and taste. I, you don't get that same smell off of it. Of it's, that of the richness. You don't. It's. It's still there though, but it's not as everything strong from mid palate right up front. Right up front, all the flavor is now right up front, and it just kind of—it's still that same smooth oh, richness. Yeah. Mm. But it's a completely different beer. Oh, but it, it's still it, really it good. hangs it's on really the, good. It hangs on to the tip and of the tongue right, too. Oh, it does. It just all <laughs> lingers, and it's wow. Wow. So definitely, we definitely have to put a couple more of these. Mike Gerhardt. <laughs> we have two bottles of it right here. Oh, my gosh. Standing uh, ovation, sir. Way yeah. to go. Otter, really Otter Creek, this, this is your number This is your number one beer in my heart. And probably I'm we, about aged, to cry. We, aged, <laughs> we aged some Imperial Stouts. <laughs> and this is the best thing that we've aged. Like it has, we should have aged two bottles on this last time, so I could have a little bit more. Well, our problem was is we only bought the one uh, four pack, and we all drank one, and we saved one. Oh, but this is so good. Yeah, it's so different too. It's it's it so is, surprising because the the non aged, it's all that creme brulee style flavor right in the mid palate and it's nice and smooth and it lingers and this is hits you right up front with a nice mm. bitterness a nice malty it hits I, it makes me phlegmy it hits you but it stings like i haven't mm. had a sip in a while and i still feel mm. it like yeah it's all there it's oh. all that smoke is there it's just really nice this 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 would be good as just a, a fresh like not being aged but yeah. just like oh here's a russian imperial stout like Oh yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Go uh, I would definitely, I would definitely pick a fresh one to this. Ooh, I don't know. I just because of the, the sweetness, this is missing that sweet. I know it's missing the sweet. Here's but, a, okay. Oh, I love this more let smoke. Me, on let this. me bridge the gap between you guys because the fresh one is so drinkable. It's so smooth. It's there's a nice richness to it. You can just like sip on that and it'd be good. Like. This one, I just want to take those tiny sips because yeah. then it just like pops with that mm-hmm. sweet in the middle oh. of the tongue. There's so still you, sweetness here. You still get that in the middle. Like mm-hmm. it just takes it a second. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're both ex- they're both exquisite. Like I feel like this one is more complex. Like this has I, more going on. I'm still trying to figure it all out. <laughs> My the other one, the other crazy. one, like it it had its complexity too. Mm-hmm. It, oh I yeah. Mean, yeah. I'd ha- I'd have to say both of these are probably on the top list of imperial stouts. Yeah. This I is just suffering from the storm king of uh, one year being really good and then the next year being like yeah, but I, 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 I it, it seems like they changed the recipe. Yeah, yeah that was because uh, that is not the storm king that I mm-hmm. know and fell in love with. I, I still feel like that could have just been an off batch or bottle yeah. or something mm-hmm. like it. Just it wasn't because we had that aged one afterwards. And I was like, yeah, okay, we're back. Yeah, mislabeling of something or who, who knows. But be fresh, be aged. This is a fantastic beer. Either way, age. Be fresh, be aged, be what you may. But I'm going to pay to get that bottle. I, this is definitely something I I will be buying to drink fresh and every four-pack setting a bottle aside to yeah. age. I feel the need to go buy more mm-hmm. of this while they still have it. Because yeah. 
Wow. And it's a beer like this that I don't mind paying that twelve ninety nine and then saying I'm only going to drink half of this and put the rest in the cellar to drink again. Mm-hmm. I bought um, Chill Wave is out, which oh, was yeah. our fa- one of our favorite beers of last year as well. Yeah. And I would buy this Russian Imperial Stout over Chill Wave. If you mm-hmm. said you got to spend your $12 – this yeah this because it has a shelf life it has and it has a richness and we see year to year that it's it's enjoyable whereas chill wave like it's an ipa so you're gonna lose something if you don't drink it right away but it's still it's still a really good ipa but i put it up with or whatever i think after having it since you bought that four pack Mm -hmm. i think i'm finally ready to put it a step above the Lake Erie Monster because that was my favorite. I, I think Lake Erie Monster is a harshness to it that is kind of like you got to be in the mood for it. it but Chill Wave is like that nice. Sweet. It's a difference between a sweet IPA, a sweet Imperial IPA, yeah. and then another like tiny, a double a yeah. double IPA that's yeah. going to be a different. I yeah. mean, it's apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. You know, it's grapefruity versus piney. Yeah. You know, it's... It, That's why I was comparing it more to, like, zombie dust. Well, zombie dust is a pale ale. Yeah, but it's also... It's really highly rated, and it's got that sit, more citrusy flavor than piney the elder. It does. Piney. Yeah. The elder, well, it'd be, which is it'd be more, like heady topper versus piney, if you're right. going to do that. Yeah, but I'm talking about chill wave <laughs> right now. Where, where to put chill wave. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know why we're talking about Chill Wave other than you mentioned. Well, just, oh, the, because, because I where would you put your money. I I would buy. I would buy this. I would buy Otter Creek's Russian Imperial over Chill Wave. I hope that I have a job where I can afford both. <laughs> uh, I make less than you, <laughs> I and I would I spend all my extra money on that. I know. I spend all my extra money on paying down my mortgage. Uh. That's your own fault. I'm rich in beer. <laughs> I'm rich in storage space for your beer. And you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yes, thank you for that. Yes. Uh, but I was, I was gonna. I would say this Russian Imperial Stout better than it's on the list that you posted on Facebook personally of like the 16 or 20 beers you have to drink before you die of the old Rasputin. I'd much rather have uh, yeah, those I this over that. I, I would put both of these beers of just, like, Russian Imperial Stouts, mm-hmm. number one and number two. And I would go Fresh, number one, Year Old, number two, then Storm King, then uh, Old Rasputin, and then, you know, number five, to be de- determined. Mm-hmm. Um but no, the this is probably this this is where it's at. this has everything that I want out of a Russian Imperial beer. Yeah, it's it's, it's got it all. It's got it all. Much like how Greg Rucka and Steve Rolston uh, tried to put all the intrigue, all the uh, internal workplace intrigue also into their book queen and country uh and we're reviewing the first trade volume one operation broken ground 
this follows the story of a field agent for MI5, uh, Terror Chase, as she's out on a mission to assassinate a foreign... I don't remember foreign leader, foreign diplomat. He was uh, ex ex diplomat, ex general who then went to work for the Russian mob mm-hmm. and was buying guns to mm-hmm. sell to the black market on yeah. the black market. Um, and deals with the fallout from that case going a little awry with her being like seen and injured, but also with and the internal strife of the MI5. You know, the fallout of it. Well, Plus they're not her. MI5. What are they? They are they're uh, another... They're like the social... Uh, SIS. SIS. SIS, okay. Whatever but, that stands for, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, because MI5 internal is internal... social... Is uh, internal inside of the... deals with all the... It's like the FBI versus CIA. So it's the English CIA. So SIS. Secret Service. Something Secret yeah. Service, isn't oh. it? Yeah, but it's the British Secret Service. Yeah, yeah. But no, our Secret Service deals with just counterfeiting and saving the president. No, no, but I'm just saying the SIS, the two S's stand for Secret Service. Secret Intelligence Service? I don't know. Maybe it, that makes sense. Yeah. I haven't read this in quite a while, but it's one... I don't know. We both read it this afternoon. We should yeah. remember this. It's one of the books where I point to and I said, if I ever read it, want to write my own comic book story, I this is what I would aim for. This great... <clears throat> Like, just, I love the spy stuff, and I love planning out. I love them unfurling maps and, you know, planning a, a you know. And I, I brought this, I brought this idea to the to the table of trades, like, for our trading policy of things that the other two haven't read that I really like, that it hits me, and bring it to the table. Okay, guys, this is it. You read it. And Paul... Jumped the gun and got gave his first before I got mine out, but well, yeah, because we were kind of well, we it's were, how we, we record at Paul's house, and <laughs> yeah. Paul's like, while you're talking about this, Paul's looking over at his bookshelf, and he pulled oh. it out and he gave it to us, and we said, okay, let's do this one. Hotter Creek, I, thank you, this is so delicious, because <laughs> it's something that I had on my stack to reread actually, yeah. because it's like one of these series. We that should I, take a picture of your stack of shame and put it. Put it on the our Facebook page. Yeah. Because your stack of shame is ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that strange rule's been there forever. <laughs> it's going to be there forever. Because I'm not actually that interested in it. I bought it because... But you it was, bought it. I bought it because it's Rick Remender. <clears throat> and it was after, you know, Wolverine the X-Men came out. And I'm like, you know what? I think I would like this Rick Remender fella. No, that's Jason Aaron. <laughs> I was thinking, like, what is he talking about? Rick Remender did Fear Agent. He did, uh... What, what book he was did, I getting into um, that I liked? Scalped, right? No, no, no that was that Jason Aaron. <laughs> Warren Ellis and Garth Ennis and no. Rick Remender and Jason Aaron are two no, people that No, that I'm, is not true. No, I'm telling you right now. That just doesn't like, make any sense. Listen... Warren Ellis and Garth Ennis are two people that I get confused about because their names are I, I, similar. All their right? names are similar and their yeah. writing styles kind of similar. They Rick kind of Remender take that grittiness. And Jason Aaron both have a zaniness to them and also will get dark. And they also came onto my radar at exactly the same time. So I will always get them confused now. And it's unfortunate, but that's how it is. 
I don't think that's accurate. I really want to crack open one of these other bottles just to drink it. <laughs> well, well, we can, but let's let's wait and do the... Okay. Okay, let's we, talk about Queen and Country first. Queen and Country! But yeah, this is why we're doing it. This is all, this also, dessert. it's it's something that I've always wanted to check out and read. This is a book from 2001. Um, it's something that's always been on my radar, always something that I've been like, I need to pick that up, I need to do that. I need to check it out. And uh, I'm glad that 13 years later, I finally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, here, I mean, Queen and Country, Operation Broken Ground. I'm throwing it back to you now. No, I gave the overall uh, thing. I really enjoyed not only that it's a work of spy versus, like, spy, you know, going out and dealing operations. It's it's coming back to the office mm-hmm. and all the aftermath. And she is a hard-living woman, Tara Chase, where she's hard-living and hard-drinking because it's the only way she can deal and cope with what she does for a living. And she's always on the move, always on call, always on edge because of it. She's getting a call at 357. Mm-hmm. In the morning, because something's happening. She's got to go into the office. Um, which Paul can relate to. <laughs> which Paul can relate to. to now. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate the story. I like that it is both sides. It's <laughs> the control room of everything going on, yeah, and then the... Central and, and then the, the field. And then the field. Um, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, I think some of it has to do with the art. The art is very sparse. It's very simple. Not a lot of stuff going on in the page. It's an all black and white book. It's an Oni Press book that was basically a self-published book that got picked up by Oni. And And this is Greg Rucka back 2001. Not a huge household name. This is his indie work that kind of got him on the charts. But then, like... I'm not a spy fan. Like, I don't... What? <laughs> Why are you so hurt by that? Spy is the coolest! I went into this knowing that I'm not a big spy fan, but I really like Ray Rucka. Mm-hmm. Like, Gotham Central, his Wonder Woman stuff, I'm there. Like, mm-hmm. I read it, thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Well, his Wonder Woman stuff... All the stuff with the embassy is basically mission control in yeah. Queen and Country. That's where it comes from. But like her I'm, with all everybody else in that embassy. Yeah. Here's that. the thing. It, it's nothing against this book. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Greg Rucka. Nothing against you, Paul. Okay. No. No. Okay. I'm not taking a person. Reading this book just that, made that, me realize. Don't me. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> I'm. I'm just not a fan of this type of story. Okay. And as I was reading this, I had flashes of, like, James Bond movies because I've seen them, but I've never been a big fan of them. Oh, then don't watch Chuck because that is... But I want to watch Chuck. It's really good. I I will probably watch Chuck. Just to interject, I enjoy spy stuff. Mm -hmm. The thing that got me out of this book was... The spy stuff was one tenth of the book. Yeah, it's mostly it's, the fallout. It's all yeah. the office stuff mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, there's just more office stuff. See, 
and that's the thing that kind of made me want to keep reading this because it was the like, uh, who was in the building when it got hit? Well, it was, you know, two dead, one wounded. And it, it, was, it was Tony and Cheryl from, you know, yeah. resources and then the janitor. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care about, you know, Tony and Cheryl, whatever names mm-hmm. you said. Because I don't remember the actual ones, uh, but the janitor was a really good guy, and I liked him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that that's kind of what kept me interested, and it wasn't so much the like Terra out in the field. Like mm-hmm. I've seen hits in comic books before. I've seen the person on the run. I've seen them making the escape. Mm-hmm. It there wasn't just enough here to kind of grasp me, and I felt bad thinking this because it's Queen and Country. Like this is yeah. the book that. Like Paul said, it made Greg Rucka that name. Yeah, and it got him two other things. But yeah, it's the in it's the indie film for James Bond. It's not it's, a big. It's, it's the behind the scenes, ops. big missions of everything exploding around him. It's the actual ops that these people would go on, and all the workplace drama that would ensue because of it. It's the. It's the background stuff. It's the background stuff that made me like every like. I would want. Don't make me drink this beer so quick. We have other glasses over here, Paul. If you want to save it. No, he's got to finish it. He's got to be a big boy because I got to split these. I got to split these evenly. We do have another bottle we could crack open. Um, but not as he aged. But okay, go ahead. No, f- Pappy. The Pappy. Let's talk. We're about- talking beer while we're drinking comics. <laughs> I well, would get after an hour and a half of us talking. I would be interested in seeing more down the line of Queen and Country, mm-hmm. but not today, not tomorrow, probably not in in a month, a, oh, wow. a two months, but six months down the line, but down the Rhine, down, down the, the we're going down that river of time. Down the road, if you said... Why, it's the river of time in Germany. If... if <laughs> snorted. Oh, my God. If you went... six a nerd, six, Steve six, Urkel. Six months from now, if you go... If you just threw me volume two, mm-hmm. I'd probably sit down and read it. If I finish it, it depends on the story. But I know that it's something that builds. And I've gotten an idea of those characters. This is mm-hmm. setting up everybody... And um, who's the guy? Who's the guy that's in charge? That's oh, there's a call uh, log him. in front. Oh yeah. Okay, that bothered me when I first like jumped yeah. into the book and I saw like here's like twelve people that you will see in this book, mm-hmm. but this is the first book. It's like I didn't even look at it because I, like, I didn't look at it either. Paul, no, no, you go back. Paul to Crocker. It. No, because here's the thing: Paul is Crocker, like yeah, he's the guy in charge. He's, he's the guy that's really making decisions. The guy that. For the guy that's running the thing, making all the hard decisions, he's got – it just didn't feel right that he's got too much heart. And then I felt like when he was going to the uh, CIA – Can I have the wax off of it, please? I left the wax out there for you, and you uh, left it, so fuck you. The wax off the bottle cap for our next I like to play with it. Um, but, like, when he kept, like, groveling – when he kept groveling at – the CIA to help him yeah. and them not being able to do it and then having the guy from MI5 be one step ahead of him is what I felt like that guy should have been the one that was a step ahead. 
and everything that he was doing with him going to, with him being the one that had went, gone to the CIA over both of his bosses heads to do this hit mm-hmm. to get a favor from them seems like he's the guy that is the guy in charge the guy that knows how to play the system but then he was like he was behind everything now here's the thing you talking about that made me feel a little bit more for him because it's like he's the guy that should be but he's just not. his hands are tied by yeah. whatever by whatever his circumstances maybe maybe he's he seems like he's newer at at, the, at that position yeah. from what I'm remembering he's a younger guy it's that he he will build up throughout the series of getting there but do you know cuz you haven't finished the series how many no. trades have you read of is it is on the stack i'm looking uh, all he those, pulled this off the stack. All those I have already read at least once. Except for Strange Girls. No, no, all the Queen and Countries. Okay. And I'm like, man, I haven't read that in a while. So Since, what is that, like four? Four on there? Yeah, four. Total of five? Yeah, so five, yeah. Five, so five trades? And he gets, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it's the guy at the position where he's feeling himself out. And somehow I relate to that right now. Well, because your name is Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. you kind of mentioned this before, John. I feel like the art really hurt this book because with this kind of story, I imagine more something along the lines of, like, the Steve Epting. Yeah. Like the Michael Lark. That kind of gritty, just like, Even down-to-earth like storytelling. But this is a little bit more cartoonish. And I don't mean that in just, like, a downside. It's just... It's black lines on white pages. It's all very mm-hmm. sparse. But yeah. it ne- they I even like make it fun ne- of that. Uh, I I didn't read past the actual within like, the book. Tr- if you buy the if you can find the first trade still out. I'm not sure if you can or not. Uh, they actually talk about the criticism that came upon them by having it being too cartoony of a book. Really? By actually having people like J Bone uh, draw Terror Chase running as a very cartoon character. And also a sketch by Brian O'Malley saying, "I need to hear, uh, cartoons done in response to stuffy critics demanding a more realistic style on Queen and Country." Does it? Does wait, 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 wait. Well, hold on. This this is quantifying me as a critic now. So thank you, Queen and Country, for for <laughs> elevating my status here. It's it's. But they they knew what they were doing. You know, they understand the criticism. This was printed back in two thousand two, so they're using a time machine to do that. Uh, but it's not the it, storytelling that I would expect or mm-hmm. necessarily want. There's nothing wrong with the art from it, but. To go into that, like, no, we're, we're telling so the story about, like, spies, like, mm-hmm. pulling hits, and here's secret assassinations. Well, that's the thing. It's, I think that's what, so, you know, that's what I, it fits Queen and Country, because what, it's not that big budget James Bond story. It's not the big explosions. So it's not that big art. It's but the quiet, like... This is what's happening, and then it's all the repercussions at home. But even of it. that Michael Lark, Steve Epting, Sean Phillips style of artworks, 
not that big budget. Like that's <laughs> yeah, why Sean I Phillips can't. Is very sketchy. That's why like I can't read rendered a um, Brubaker Ed Brubaker book. Thank you, because it's all just that muted. Greg Rock and uh, Brubaker, Brubaker are two names that I always get confused. They, too. That would make more sense because yeah. this this book explains why those two worked on Gotham Central mm-hmm. together. Like this this is a book that. The only downside, like I think, if the the art matched this book a little, I know I've been. I think we've run out of comic book talk and I've not I just ended it because the, the, the we end the, on a beer. We've never done that. The one, the one, th- the one thing about this is is the art doesn't it doesn't help story. It doesn't sell it to me. It right. do, it doesn't. And if right the artist was a little bit different, I think I would have liked it a if lot there was more. more. Money behind the Exactly. Book. And I, I I understand that this is indie. This is indie at mm-hmm. its best. But the the fact of the matter is is like you could have put it, it it's a book that hey, it's these two guys they sold a story and they did a book. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Comic book collapse. Yeah, of th- this 90s. is. I mean, this is when this we is... started getting back into comics, mm-hmm. and this is this is an in, this is an indie indie press. Mm-hmm. Like this is underneath. This is, yeah, this this is, is underneath is... Image. This is underneath Dark Horse, and I think you got to have a little. Le- you got to give a little leeway to that, and that's why I said like. The story wasn't bad, but I need to forget that I didn't appreciate the art enough, mm-hmm. and I would read Volume 2. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would continue this on, but it's not something that I want to... It's not that book that I want to sit and read continuously. Mm-hmm. I read this trade, and I read the third volume of American Vampire, and I have the next volume of American Vampire that I bought digitally and I can't wait to read the rest of those. Like the rest of my week mm-hmm. is me going to be reading these seven issues of American vampire on top of whatever else I buy on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a difference between that. It's a difference between the art matching the story mm-hmm. and this just not having enough oomph. But if I was, I don't know if I was reading it at the time Maybe I would give it a pass, but like it's not a bad book. Yeah, like it's a it's a B to B yeah. plus book, and the art is what drops it from an A to a B. Because I can appreciate mm-hmm. that it's the story of behind the scenes of yeah the espionage. Like I like that. Yeah, that's what I really got into. It's the espionage of the people working the espionage. It's and, the politics and, of yeah. that behind it. And then after, like, everything is done, it's Tara getting out of her car and seeing the couple walking down the street. And she takes that second to be like, are these tales? Like, are these the people that are following me? Like, I can appreciate that. And kind of, sorry, not... No, no, go ahead. Not to cut you off, but back on the art side, I'm going to compare this to, I think, what was our last trade in policy now when we did Suburban Glamour. Oh yeah, by okay. Kieran Gillen or not Kieran Gillen, Jamie McKelvey. Those are two people that I'm always wanting to get confused to now. Now too. I might, but Jamie McKelvey has a very 
just like clean art style. You don't get a lot of shading. You don't get a lot of that cross hatching. It's hey, here's people standing in a panel and they're talking. Yeah, but black that colors. that art still kind of helps to tell the story. But it is colored. It it is colored. Yeah, and maybe if this book was colored, it might have popped a little more like that book. Um. But yeah, it just this didn't hit but, me. But I mean, as much this is this is a trade with act like it's like coarse paper, pulpy. Just take another sniff. Pulpy, pulpy book. Like it's it's something. It's a two thousand book before the glossy pages. Before but, it became like, oh, this and, is what we're publishing. And on. here's the thing too with this book: when you look at the spine of the book, I was like, oh, what did Paul do to this? No, the, yeah, the spine. Because I was like, it looks so beaten. Bad or he like, read it once. <laughs> I was like, did he like leave this in his car during winter and then just like the ice and snow like sunk into the like the page there? And then the inside cover too. Like I was like, oh, this looks like it's seen better days. But it's just like No, no, that's uh, it's just aged. Almost like this beer that we have has I been aged. John took a sip, and he was, like, wiggling his fingers. Uh, like, I don't know if it's good or he... John, John was wiggling his fingers in front of him almost... Okay. Can, I oh. make, can I make this nerdy reference? In, in a way... Uh, like, oh, house... Not a... Not a... Oh, damn it. No, I can't make it. Harkonnen. <laughs> there it is. Almost <laughs> like the leader of the house Harkonnen. <laughs> That's what you looked like to me. I don't know what that means. From Dune? House of Harkonnen? I don't, oh, I haven't seen him in so long. Since we went saw him like, at the palace that <laughs> no, one. You know, he's like, minute. oh, he flits around in that oh, big chair. I, and he's, just take a sip. And he just, like, I, I don't feel like I'm ready yet because I'm not recalling Dune. <laughs> House don't, don't do it because it'll make you, it'll turn you off to this beer. Really? Oh, I don't know. It's fantastic. Well, then what are you saying? It's going to turn me off. No. no. Thinking of my the, Dune reference. Thinking okay. of his Dune reference, because he's the big fat guy with the pus oh. boils on his face, and he pulls, he's like raping that guy, and then he pulls the plug out of him and kills him. Well, why would you want to think about that when you're because, thinking about because, how yeah, this is here? Here, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna pull the curtain. Sorry, Conan. I'm pulling the curtain on Paul's reference, and I'm gonna say like, because John was doing like Jimi Hendrix. Oh, like, yeah, this is, this is the Jimi Hendrix like lighting the guitar on fire and be like, yeah, give me flames. No, but you were doing it right at your nipple. <laughs> Like towards your nipples. How's this beer coming also, out your nose? I didn't want it to. <laughs> and also oh leaning God. back and just giving full <laughs> full gut out. Just like Woof. Uh, I had to lean I had to lean back because I did it's for so a much. this beer it's is so much just, vanilla. It's so good. It's so much vanilla. It's so much vanilla, but it's there's oh it there's so there's much a sweetness. And I know like when you think vanilla like People think maybe like vanilla ice cream, but there's a difference between that like vanilla taste and a sweetness. And this comes up on you. Wow. I kind of want to hit so Twitter now just to like throw it to our listeners that maybe or maybe not will respond. Maybe Lawrence Guest will give us something to talk about <laughs> after talking about this beer. It's, let's, let's hit it up. It, oh, Keep talking this, about the beer. Is this beer's name a killing word? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> What is this beer? We this haven't even is have it. This is Poppy Van Winkle Black Magic. I'm sorry. Uh, this is 
from Voodoo Brewery. This is their Black Magic Stout aged in Papa Van Winkle barrels. This was bottled on one eighteen thirteen, so it is over a year old. This is bottle 579. Wow. We've talked about this for the last year because we got it, I think, in it was in March last year, wasn't it, Paul? Yes. That we bought this? And yeah, it was almost some. Yeah, because I just had to celebrate uh, my father-in-law's birthday, and we picked this beer up, and I was dropped off to celebrate his birthday. birthday. Uh, We waited out in what was 20 to 30 degree weather, and we thought that was cold, and it's been a lot worse than that in Buffalo for the last last two months. Yeah, and this is... Actually, I don't think we had this last year. I feel like we. I know we no, had some because of the Van Winkle, but we did not drink the smaller bottles. We traded two of these away to get those gingerbread stouts. No, we traded away the ones that we didn't like. No, we traded the oh the the we apple traded brandy. the apple Ugh. we trap tra- traded the apple brandy aged with the uh, Belgian beer, and then two of these bottles, the blue and the red one, mm-hmm. away. Okay, so. Oh, but this is so good. We, which ones? Which what other Voodoo Daddy do we still We've have? We've had we have another one of this. Yes, another one of the blue bottles, and then None of the bombers. We have three bombers left. Oh yeah, the. I, yes. I'm trying to think of words to talk I, I, about this. When I drink this kind this, of beer, I'm sorry. This like out the of listeners this, just got us li- talking about like what is in our cellar and us chomping at the bit to drink it again. The thing is, uh, this is what I was going to say. After drinking that Russian Imperial from Otter Creek and then this beer, I kind of want to call my insurance lady to take out higher insurance. <laughs> I'll be like, no, you don't understand. Like, I, I, I will be so sad. That, that's that's why I wanted to save this for last because this would be the. The creme de la creme. If I don't get this beer again, I will be so upset. We have one bottle of this left. I think this is better than the other one we drank like a month ago. Um, Which was, it was the Black Magic aged in the Buffalo Trace. Mm -hmm. That was really good. That was really good, but I think this, we we should probably drink the uh, the other two bottles. We should do a night where we drink them back to back to see which one we think is better. This one, I think... It's just so vanilla. It's so vanilla. I don't get any of the smoke. I don't get really a lot but, of stout. That's all I get is vanilla. Oh, I, so, I don't even get brandy. It's so good. I, I don't though. get any of the bourbon. On really. my first, it's just all vanilla. On my first sip of it, though, like after that vanilla, there was like another flavor that kind of popped up. It's like it's, a, it's the bourbon. You got the rest of the bourbon. There's after something it. else that it like hits fruitiness. It hits on the back of the tongue, and it's so sweet. And this beer is, like, there is, there's a little bit of a head. Like, when I poured it, there wasn't much of head, but there are some bubbles on the top. It's almost like no carbonation to this at all. It is just so smooth. It's almost like drinking a syrup. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, so vanilla-y. It's, and it's, like, on my... <laughs> I got a couple of straws, guys. You, you suck. You were an... Face. Nobody else was doing it. Remember when I was talking about uh, drinking the Russian Imperial from Stout from Outer Creek? If you liked the uh, creme brulee but didn't like the sweetness, well, if you like the sweetness and don't want to lose any of it, <laughs> this, I mean, this is try come over and rob my house. This is no for the bottle that we have. Do I need to sit out in front of your house now for yes. now on? 
Yes. At least they're going to show up at Chris, <laughs> Chris and my house and just be really upset that there's a flower <laughs> power, a, a flower power in the fridge, and uh, you a, have a flower a, power in the fridge. Yeah, and a Gemini uh, sitting on the k- kitchen table. I almost bought the uh, the Southern Tier. Was it the one, like the one hops one? The one X. Yeah. What was it? Called? One X. One X. One X. Okay. They had that at uh. That's good. Premier. I almost grabbed it, but. Um, but anyways, I, I this is nowhere near as overly sweet as the creme brulee. But it, it's still... It is sweet. It's sweet, but there's a depth to this. Yeah, it's not just, like, sweet. It's 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 something that it, it hits you with crazy flavor after drinking two Russian Imperial stouts, yeah. which you would think would kill your taste buds, or you would not be able to taste the next beer... And this is phenomenal. I I would love to not be able to finish this beer, to just continually sip on it. Um, And and here's the thing, listeners. I'm sorry. I'm going to get beer snobby right now. There's people out there that are like, give me a bud. Give me the bats. When I was at Premiere the other day, and I was just like browsing around, like, there was a girl that walked behind me where they have, like, their cooler section. And I was like, oh, Stella. And I was like, <laughs> bitch, there's so many better beers out there. Like, it hurt me. It hurt me just to be like, oh, Stella. Like, that's the pinnacle for her. Like, no. I work with one of those guys where he's like, oh, man, this weekend I'm going to buy some good beer. I'm gonna get Maybe some, some Dos Equis. <laughs> I'm going to get some Heineken. <laughs> he's like, oh, I spent way too much money on beer this week. I bought a 24-pack. It was just like 19 bucks. And I'm like, you bought 24 bottles for $19. I spent more than that on a single bottle of beer before. Yeah. I've come home with a trunk full of beer of over a hundred dollars, and been like, "There's oh, only six bottles here." <laughs> maybe I spent a little too much. I, I don't know. I I've I've come home with an SUV trunk full of beer that three of us had bought, not you two, but mm-hmm. two other guys, when I went to Michigan, and I did not feel like I was cheated at anything. It was like. No, this is this is better than what anyone else has got going on in their trunk right now. Yeah, like and I I spent forty this weekend for a four pack, a six pack, and a bomber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was like that was just like yeah, I'm buying beer. Yeah, like I, I didn't feel a sting or anything. For yeah, that. and it's it, I it, there's one of like one of the great things is like I work with a guy that's twenty two. That his favorite beer was. Uh, I'm Labatt, judging him already. Labatt Blue was Labatt Blue, and he was someone who kind of wanted to get into beer. Who I've invited to two of my beer tastings. That after my first beer tasting, which was mostly like brewery beers, it was Mac. Uh-huh. Was yeah, but even when I started this podcast for over yeah. four years ago, like I would drink Blue when people came over because. You could buy a twenty-eight pack for fifteen dollars. It was, and you get a free hat. You get, or a, you get, you get a Sabres hat. You get wearing, two I'm wearing, wearing, one. wearing one right now. But but as as a, like like a twenty-two year old guy, 
he huh. got introduced to like these brewery beers that aren't your normal beers. Like mm-hmm. they are something they are step, extraordinary. They are a step up that he got shown that there's a whole other side to this. And like he goes to me all the time like I'm going to get a six pack or a variety pack. Will you go over there with me? And I'll be like, "All right, well what do you like?" And then I'll pick out, like, we should try this, you should try this, you should try this, you should try this. And one of his favorite things is Blue Point's Toasted Lager. Hell yeah. Um, toasted Lager is really toast, good. Toasted Lager is great. He's, and I've, I've got him introduced him to, he tried, like, some Belgian beers, and he's like, I'm not sure about that. I've had him try some different Saisons, Groundbreak, this, that. Like, this guy, is, he's, really cu- he's really coming along. And, um, but he's somebody that's like, to him, beer was Labatt. Paul's father-in-law. Like, mm-hmm. you get the Coronas, coronas. <laughs> when you're doing, like, the Mexican thing. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, he'll appreciate, like, and he'll, like, appreciate really good, uh, these dark beers he would absolutely love. Like, he's the one that bought me the Humdinger burnt, uh, Burnt yeah, pile. when he went to Vermont. When he went to Vermont, because he he realizes what he drinks is just the tip of the iceberg of what's yeah. out there, and he doesn't know how deep that iceberg is yet. But there's so many people that when they see like the tip of the iceberg, they're like, "Nope, that's, that's it. where I want to be. Like that's that's it. That's the top. The, the tip of the iceberg is like Sam Adams for them. Yeah, like, but like this young guy, the young guy Matt, like Mac. I would I would want him to try this to be like every time he says Mac I just imagine John in that really bad Orion picture from like nineteen eighties Mac and me oh the the McDonald's one no with the alien with the alien that was like produced by McDonald's oh was it yes that was Orion pictures it was like we wish we could to be E T but we're not so here's Mac and me that movie was made by McDonald's. Uh, oh, anyways, we, but, is that on Netflix? Because we need to watch it for a, we need a movie fix. <laughs> we can probably find it. Uh, Fantastic Four, by the way, I have two sites where you can watch the uh, old 1990s for oh, so him. Yeah, I, I watched. It but once. it's something that like this would be something that would you've never tasted anything like this. This is something that goes. There's something beyond what's normally in a bottle that you're going to buy. And every time I take a sip of this, I feel, I kick myself that we didn't go to their second beer release. Their mm-hmm. barrel-aged beer release. Oh, we didn't? Why didn't we do that? I don't know. I, I sent you guys an email. Wait, did we? Did you? <clears throat> did I you? sent you th- I sent you a thing saying everything that was listed that they were doing, which most of them sounded absolutely amazing. They did two barley wines. Oh, um, but it's definitely something that one I think we should go back to Voodoo Brewery just to yes. go there, and um, but we should definitely watch for their next barrel release because if this is what it tastes like a year a year later, I mean, shit, what else are they gonna do? Think I mean, if they do this again, I would want to drink this again. I would want to drink this forever. Yes. I said how I wanted to smell that other beer forever. 
I want to smell this beer forever. I like it. I, I don't want to drink this beer forever, though. Or It's no, a little desserty. It's I, a little too sweet. Could. It's, it's uh, really But here's good, the thing. If it was one of those beers like, oh, every time I'm going to have dessert, I can have yeah. this beer. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Like, if this could always be on the shelf for me, then, yeah, I, I would want this on my... Like, if there was Purgatory, which we've already kind of trademarked if there was a beer heaven where <laughs> we could have 20 beer taps. heaven and you could go uh i want a year old papa van winkle black magic on tap yeah if there was 20 taps of whichever beer you wanted i'd want one of those 20 taps to be this and here's the thing the music for mac me was done by alan Silvestri, who's who did the music I'm sorry. We're about to get into Space it. Space Jam. For Romancing the Stone, huh. Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, My, stepper, my Stepmother's an Alien, Young Guns, Predator, Soap Dish, Father of the Bright, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, Fern Gully, Death Becomes Her, The Bodyguard, Cop and a Half, Super Mario Brothers, The Movie, Not the Game, Forrest Gump, Richie Rich, The Quick and the Dead, Judge Red, Father of Ride, Part 2, Grumpy Old Men, Sergeant Bilko, Eraser, Long Kissing Night, Fool's Russian, Volcano, Contact, Mouse Hunt, Odd Couple 2, Parent Trap, Holy Man, if you're underrated if Chris, Dan Aykroyd movie. If Chris is just reading Practical things, Magic, yes. Holy Man? Answer, yeah. Was whole, was that was with Eddie Murphy yeah. and Jeff oh, Goldblum? Oh, that was the okay. What are you okay. thinking of? What was the sitcom that he did? The sitcom was uh, oh, um, uh, what was it? Something. It, it was what's the song that came, uh, Preacher Man? Preacher Man, S- son of a preacher man. Yeah, but it, well, soul no soul, soul man. man. That's oh, it. Soul that's man. what I was thinking. My soul man. Why would he? Oh, I did the uh, music for the sitcom starring Dan Aykroyd. But continuing, Reindeer Games, What Lies Beneath, Castaway, What Women Want, The Mexican, Mummy Returns, Serendipity, Showtime, Lethal. Why and are you Stitch. even reading these? Made in Manhattan, Identity. Oh, Lilo and Stitch, and brings it back to yeah. Paul and his color blindness. Van Helsing, Polar Express. Night at the Museum, Beowulf, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, <laughs> Christmas Carol, The A-Team, Captain America, The Avengers, Flight, The Croods, Red 2. There's a Red 2? Yeah. Uh, Night at the Museum 3. I enjoyed Red. Starsky and Hutch, Manimal, Chip, T.J. Hooker, Tales from the Crypt. You're like scrolling and you weren't even reading anymore. I was, but I wasn't. It all it all came from Paul talking about Mac and me. <laughs> he had some really solid things in the beginning. Yeah, and that, then he just went to shit. No, this is what happens when you use Google. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this guy did the music for everything. Since Pretty much. Mac, since Mac and me. Since Mac and me. He got his launch with Mac and me. But yeah. Queen, Queen Are you still reading the, the no? No, I, I we stopped. stopped. For, we stopped. Well, again? No, because Sean was like, "Why are you talking about this?" And it's like, "Well, he did the music for Mac and uh, So, trade and policy, Queen and country, definitely worth a check out if you're into like the behind the scenes spy stuff. Um, it's twelve bucks this trade. Yeah, it's but this ninety five. But that was from this is the two thousand one edition. Yeah, volume of it. Um definitely something worth checking out i don't condemn the series i don't think it's horrible 
I would have liked better art in it. I understand that it's super indie book. Uh, I would check the other stuff out, the other volumes out. Good introductory uh, to the series. I would read more, but it's not something that I would seek out. Yeah, like if Paul, it, like six months from now, put in, put an alarm in there. Six months from now, give me the second volume and I'll read it. With the next bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. No, I, we need to read those. I think we need to drink those. Soon. I don't want. I don't want them to like. I, I don't want it to go too long that I'm like, oh, yeah, the Pappy Van Winkle. It's not that. Yeah, it's. No, I remember I don't it being think it better. Would get to that point. I don't know. I think we need to do back to back the Black Magic and Papa Van Winkle. And then the Buffalo Trace against each other to see which one's better. Wow, what's kind of surprising to me is they don't have any more of Queen and Country beyond Volume One over on Comicsology. Wow, which you can get for oh. five ninety nine. The thing I wanted to mention was you guys were talking about South by Southwest. Comicsology is doing a South by Southwest sale, hundred comic books for ten ninety nine, and some of them are trades. Wow, it's all indie work. It's, it's all, all indie work. Self-published work. They've right? had some stuff, though, that you can get for free, too, though. Um, like the first six issues of Adventure Time. Wait, Adventure Time? Come on, grab yeah. your friends. That one? Yeah, you can get the first six issues of that for free. Um, the first issue of the Deadpool, like, the Infinity Gauntlet series that's coming out now. They had the first trade of Lock and Key for free. Um, I only paid five ninety nine for that. Eh, I don't feel too bad about it. And uh, I for the first trade. for the first trade, second trade I think was six ninety nine, seven ninety nine for the next one nine ninety nine. Like the oh, only so they uh, they heroin priced you. They, They're like they they they, they raised it they, they raised it they, 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 ra- they raised it gradually and then that last the last two with the uh, Omega Alpha and Omega Alpha and Omega they really gouge you with it <laughs> because it was two issues of each and it was it, like like seven ninety nine each one like it was it was pretty rough. Um, I didn't buy the trade I bought them issues, Ooh. which still cheaper than the trades. Um, but it finished the series. It finished the series well. I, I it's one of those series that I I do love. Mm-hmm. I have replica keys now. I'm a nerd, a total nerd about it. Wait, wait, wait! You bought keys? Like, uh, for- I asked for Christmas. He does have the keys. I, I do have the keys. I, for Christmas, my dad. Uh, not only did he mock me, uh, but he mocked me. Also, after that, to a bartender in a bar that I wanted to get these imaginary keys that don't unlock anything that are (laughs) stupid uh, and ridiculous. But I do have some. Uh, I I would like all of them because I'm a fan of the series. They are cool. Like, there's something that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed in comics. And it's – they're kind of cool. I, I, ho- I hope people think we're cool. Yeah, and they can think we're cool and tell if, us we're cool. If you think we're cool and you have a bottle of anything barrel-aged room from Voodoo Brewery, please invite us over to drink them with you, and we'll bring we'll bring some stuff from our cellar to share with you. Short of that, because I think it could get a little murdery slash rapey. Um, <laughs> what do you think of our listeners, Paul? This is why nobody writes and reviews us over on Facebook, because you are so down well, on one, them. One, you can't read and review us on Facebook. <laughs> you have to do that over at iTunes. I think that's why we haven't gotten a reading and review in over a year. Or uh, raped. 
<laughs> I haven't been raped in 31 years, so let's not start now. <laughs> Why'd you bring up the raping, Paul? You hate raping. Yes, I do. That's why but I you say do it all if, the time. <laughs> I don't appreciate that joke. It's over the line. I do not. That's, that's uncalled for, sir. To bring bring that kind of thing into question. You always bring it up. You're always talking about rape. <laughs> in 300, <laughs> or in 205 episodes, not 300. That's just me. <laughs> We're not Time machine. That's me having grand delusions of grandeur. Uh, hey, ninety six more, ninety five. <laughs> yeah, ninety five more. So. Uh, I think I've brought it up what once, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one's all you need. One's all I need. I'm more than happy to meet out any listener into a neutral to eat out <laughs> meet. Oh, a, a listener out in a neutral public space. <laughs> For a beer, as long as they're of age, as long as they rated and reviewed us on iTunes first, because you're dead to me until you rules. do rules. Yep. You could also email us if you think anything I said is out of line. Yes, Paul at contactbagandboardcast.com. Or email us generally as contactbagandboardcast.com or individually at Chris John or Paul at bagandboardcast.com. Um. Follow us over at Twitter, where you can see if we're getting really punchy during the night and asking our fans questions randomly. <laughs> if they want to give us any topics for our show while we're recording, you know, maybe that'll happen over at Twitter. Just at Begna Board. Do it. You won't do it. Dynamite that's, does, but they want to nah, fuck them. call somebody else out for their reviews. But whatever. Um, over on Instagram, I've always been, when I take the pictures for the show, I always Diligent? just... You've always been diligent. Yeah. I was just hashtag bag and board, hashtag podcast, and then I hashtag all the beer that we're drinking. We've gotten likes from the actual breweries when we do the reviews, which makes me feel, like, really happy that it's like, oh, no, like, yeah, you know what? We're talking about Outer Creek's beer, Mm -hmm. and I put up a picture of it, and they liked it, like... You know what they that should have done? Happy. Rated us and reviewed us on iTunes. Well, we rated and reviewed their beer, so that's the least that they could yeah. do. Or, hey, send us more. Send us a bunch of Russian Imperial <laughs> stuff. Uh, and Voodoo Brewery, we love your bottle selection. You know, there's something... I know there's some weird rule where you can't give away free beer. It's like... Uh, I've gotten so much free beer. But yeah, yeah. from us oh. that we oh, share with you. Oh, you guys don't count? Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. We don't count. No, because we're working together. It's not really free. Unlike this episode, which is kind of really free other than the time you spent listening. So thank you, listeners, because that's what we're here for. We're here for you. Who is this? I thought I was friends with you on Facebook. <laughs>